0: get into geek this is marvel tv episode 10 uh this is a little bit of a post recording of our pre-record of our blah blah blah, blah. my name is mitch we uh, we got maddie on the line as uh, as per usual well not per usual but i will welcome you anyway maddie hello I say on the line because this is COVID times. Now, no surprise for everyone listening because that's what was going on. So we're social distancing as much as we like being in the same room together because we can hug all the time, which is what we often do when we see each other. Uh, I'm going to be up against you like a cat on a scratching post when I finally get to see you next. <laughs> Mate, and I am looking forward to it, don't you worry <laughs> about that. And uh, we, are, we are separated by restrictions, so while we have to do the podcast um, from uh, different locations, today's episode though is one we recorded. You'd, you wouldn't believe it, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, months ago, you would would even say last year, um, when we were talking our last Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, gifted Marvel TV podcast, which is what we are now, and uh, that bad boy just never got uploaded. Who's it. Unsurprisingly, it's mine. (laughs) Um, So when it comes time to start recording our follow-up podcast for episode uh, 11, it will be like we are recording now down the line. But I just wanted to sort of set the standard because today's is going to be bang up, it's going to sound great because we were both in the studio, it's going to sound really sexy and shit, and the next week we're going to go back to, uh, you know, a slightly slightly different uh, quality of the audio it's still going to be absolutely mint because that's what we provide here in Get It A Geek, obviously uh, but I just wanted to, uh, you know, just sign that little digital waiver there, Matty, that we are doing the right things, it doesn't sound like we are in the, in the next couple of minutes, but uh, let's get into it and talk some Shield and uh, more importantly for you, Maddie, some Gifted Yeah, yeah From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul,
1: Agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chillin', watchin' Netflix, how much time's gone by? We're talkin' TV. From suits to supernatural, Talkin' TV.
0: Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Thor from Black. Detective, bombed at second crack, The Walking Dead, Arrow
1: and the Flash.
0: Get into Geek, this is Marvel TV. We're talking some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and The Gifted. My name is Mitch. Joining me as always, Maddie Gibson. Well, hello. Hello, mate. Look, we're, uh, we're going to make you wait. Last episode of Marvel TV, it was all S.H.I.E.L.D. We wrapped up the, uh, the last two episodes of Season 5.
1: Hallelujah! It's over! It's finished! We don't have to sit through S.H.I.E.L.D. ever again!
0: Until today! And <sighs> we're going to make you wait for Gifted an extra little while, because we're going to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. first, but we are talking Episode 1 of Season 6, which is kind of like a bit of a refreshed S.H.I.E.L.D. in the sense that... I think when they made the end of Season 5, they didn't know that they were getting picked up for 6, so it's kind of like a a new beginning, and then uh, Gifted, it's continuing on, Episode 3 of Season 2 is where we are up to, Uh, so we'll get to that right after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Episode (laughs) 1. Missing Pieces is the name of this episode, which, very apt because the... The entire team seems scattered. You know, I read the synopsis before I watched this and they said, you know, separated across the galaxy. And I'm like, sorry, what? They're the agents of Mm S.H.I.E.L.D. And like, you know, cool last season. They were in the future. There was a destroyed world. There was lots of alien shit happening and aliens from other galaxies coming and invading and blah, blah, blah. But it was all still like very earth based in a way even when in season what three i want to say when simmons was lost on an alien planet she got lost from earth you know she got taken and it was from earth that we had to rescue her whereas this i think just starting off and we've got the likes of quake and and the fellow agents in and and simmons in space looking for fits it just seems i'm like wow to, to kick off season six this is a far cry from what this show was in season one. And I think I, I that's why I like Shield. I like it very contained on Earth and looking after the little problems, even though mm. this show has nothing to do with the movies anymore and it may as well be taking on its own worldly threats. I still like it doing the little stuff. This mm. seems like a very big way to start things off. Was, was Quake in this episode, was she?
1: Because <laughs> all I saw was like, Laurel from you know DC's Arrow circa, you know, two thousand and seventeen with that hair that she was wearing. Yeah, a little
0: some, some some blonde thrown the blonde through. And the yeah. Flipped
1: over to one side. I'm yeah. like, that's Laurel from Bloody Arrow. Well, I, Laurel, I gave
0: up on that show years ago. And Laurel from Arrow now has short hair, so maybe that's the thing they exchanged oh, the look. Caramba. I know, I know. So I'm getting the feeling that you went overly fond of this, uh, the start to, to season 6 they
1: We're going to get frozen <laughs> fits. Like,
0: that sounds like a nice ice cream, by the way. <laughs> well, can you get me a frozen fits? Get me two. Oh, get me two. I love a frozen fits in my mouth. A pineapple frozen fits. <laughs> said Gemma. Um, go on.
1: <laughs> it's that whole thing that we spoke about, I think, at the end of last season. It's like how, if they go and get fits, then, then he's not frozen to come out in the future to help them at the end of last season. It's yeah. that weird paradoxical thing where it's like, but. They he needed to be there to stop that so then they could have this timeline but if they take him out of it then he wasn't there then he wasn't there to save them last season, and my brain hurts yeah
0: my i think if i tried to think and again these have nothing to do with the movies anymore but i think my brain would start to hurt right now if i quickly tried to align Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. time travel rules and Avengers Endgame time travel rules Mm. to try and see whether they do match up. Because for me, when I went and saw Endgame, I'm like, this is different than pretty much every other time travel movie I can think of, where if you affect the past, it affects your immediate future. There's one timeline. Endgame was like, you can do whatever you want in the past. It's a different past and alternate timelines and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Different thing. Whereas with this, the way that I took the end of Season 5 was that they avoided the future where the Earth was ripped apart because it wasn't Quake, it wasn't Daisy that did that, it was uh Old Mate General Mustache. Oh, yeah, um, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, Talbot. Talbot, that's Talbot. it. They avoided it because Talbot was the actual one that, that destroyed the Earth, and they avoided that so that the future where the Earth was disrupted and blown up and in half, that's avoided now, but obviously you've still got... Fitz flying out there because they've sent him off to await that future. Mm. So for me, it actually does check out. I'm just wondering because have we had elements of time travel in this show beyond last season? I want to say no. So I don't know I don't whether it's contradicting so. its own rules, but even with just what we learned about it from last season and certainly the wrap up of, hey, Fitz is dead and we've avoided the future, but there's another there's another Fitz still out there, it still mm. actually checks out for me. Does it
1: though? Because for me, it's like okay. So they had to go to the future to find out what it was. The ever the whole team went the quick way. Mm. We assumed like through the A monolith, the monolith thing. Yeah. Whereas Fitz had to go the long way. Yeah, but it's like they had to do that so that they could come back to our time and prevent it from happening. Yeah. So if. Fitz never gets there. He can't be there to help them to come back to stop Talbot. Mm, and that's where I'm like, is so it? That's the paradoxical yeah. nature of that for me. And I'm
0: wondering whether that is that is that more like normal time travel movies and shows, whereas this all of a sudden is it skewing on the? Oh, it's not really the end game thing where, like their like their Fitz did. They were in the future, and 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 there was a Fitz waiting for them. So when they came back to. 2018 or whenever it was set into in in season 5 they returned to a past or they returned to their present that fits he was already off in space awaiting that future he'd already been sent off so maybe I do need to sit there and think a mm. lot more about it because you you I'm you're raising some good points and I can't definitively say you're wrong because I don't know maybe this doesn't make sense at all but for me it well, do, it checks out enough for me to go yeah cool yeah. <laughs> they're, they're doing that That makes sense Well yeah. and
1: can I throw Another fly in the ointment Yeah Is May says It's been a year since yes. Since Coulson died mm. When Coulson died And like the whole finale Was happening Weren't there references To Infinity War happening Yeah So wouldn't they be Mid snap
0: Yeah Yes And there's been no mention of it. Yeah. And see, I avoided... Because, again, we're talking about this show uh, well after it it went to air. There was articles floating out there around that I avoided, but I'd seen the title and it said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 is still avoiding Infinity War. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what that means. Because the closer Mm. we got to the end of Season 5, and you and I spoke about it on this podcast, I'm like, I wonder... How close we're going to get to the events of Infinity War, and then we worked out that while there was an alien ship over whatever town it was that where Talbot, you know, in his weird cloak was going to fight and his weird and goatee. yeah, and they speak about there. Oh, there's other ships landing, and mm. if you're only watching the show, you can just go, oh, there's other other groups of this alien that I know of landing. Us as movie fans and and greater MCU fans, we go, oh no, that's. That, that that's um yeah. the Black Order. Yeah, that's the that's the Q ship. Yeah, that's the Q ship. Q that's the ship in New York, and they've just taken the Wizard, you know, and the later Q ship is them landing in London or wherever it was that they picked up um, Scarlet Witch and uh, and Vision. So we we I mean we had a big laugh in our review of the um, of the finale that Coulson goes out there with May to enjoy his his final days, and that immediately after we cut to black that's when the snap <laughs> happened and May standing there with like a dusty nothing Colson and he would yeah. come back in five years only to die immediately again from uh, from the, the illness that he was carrying so you're right. No, you're absolutely mm. right. And that's where I remember, again, I theorized not to bang on, but I remember theorizing midway through season five, before we'd seen Endgame, was that the way they were going to fix it, the, the culmination of Endgame was that they were going to fix it by going back or yeah. their fix would essentially render the snap and what, yeah, what we've come to learn. Yeah, go back and change the timeline and that, only so that our the heroes. snap never happened. Yeah, and yeah. that every Netflix... Marvel show that came out after Infinity War, your Luke Cages, your Daredevil season threes, and all that sort of well, stuff. Well, they've all kind of been stamped. They've all been snapped out of existence by executives. But um, that they all took place in the post Endgame world where they don't even know that a snap happened. They're yeah. living happily ever after. But a- as much as Marvel's been criticised for not having these grand stakes, sure they sort of saved everyone. But they're also dealing with, and maybe we won't ever see it beyond that funny montage at the start of Spider Man Far From Home they're still dealing with an absence of five years for three and a half billion people. Yeah. So you're right. We are in a time right now where half the planet is gone. But... No we, one on the S.H.I.E.L.D. team. No, no one on the S.H.I.E.L.D. team. There's There's otherwise no mention of it. You'd think that in a way, Simmons out there in space looking for Fitz and taking the team with her while they're angry at her that again by the end of the episode she's like no no we got I'm, I'm punching in we're going to find Fitz against their wishes you'd think it would have come up a lot earlier you're being selfish there's a whole planet where half of the population mm. has been wiped from existence and we're out there looking for your husband who as far as we know is okay he's frozen somewhere so I, to be honest, hadn't even thought about that because I'm literally watching this show as a follow-on from last season. I'm not thinking about where it fits into the greater MCU continuity. And while I said before, yeah, it's left behind being completely aligned with the movies because the movies don't ever talk about it and they've kind of went away from talking about the movies, it still does exist in the same world as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4 or 2, which did exist with the films. Yeah. So we are Plus, in a snap.
1: Colson. Yeah. Like, it's his spin-off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God damn it. I did enjoy Creepy Simmons though. When Creepy Simmons was taught, tor- mm. well, was like threatening to torture. That I was like I don't know much about your biology, but you, but I will after I perform an autopsy. Blah yeah. blah blah. That's pretty badass. Yeah. I, I, I do I, like. I, she'd make a good villain. Like in the same yeah. way, like that. I didn't like Doctor Fitz being the villain in yes. the in the framework. Yeah. I'm like evil Simmons would yeah. be.
0: Awesome, because she was still just so quiet and, and carrying herself the just same that way, matter of fact. Yeah, but just the darker hair, the the sort of undressed hair, and yeah, the matter of fact to the point where she wasn't even listening to that guy because she's saying things to him and he's trying to plead his innocence and say what he'll do, and she's just like, I wonder which of those two awful things will happen first. Mm. And it wasn't even like she was talking to him; it was like she was speaking out loud to herself. And I'm like, holy shit i I believe that. By now, you've been searching for your husband for a year. I believe that you'll do this. I don't know what other shit yeah. you guys have been through. I know that you've been out there looking for him for a year. But I don't know what you've been through. So I believe that this absolutely could be you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was about it. What I wasn't about though
1: was the introduction of the ley lines. Right. This is something that's been done in Charmed. Yeah. And it's been done in Teen Wolf. Okay. And it was terrible both those times. <laughs> So I'm just like, oh god, not ley
0: lines. It's just ah, uh, not a fan. So what it, it's it's where basically like it's a, essentially a fault line, but instead of the tectonic plate thing, it's where like there's a greater mass of energy or something. Well, Is that what? Yeah, where that and it's typical, it?
1: typically related to the mystical. It's like a it's like a magic yeah magic ley lines yeah okay. So I'm like, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Like I know we're in a we're in a post Doctor Strange world now, mm. but. Yeah, I I just, I'm like, ley lines, really? Because it kind of just goes, oh, it's on a ley line. And that's really all that ever comes of anything about ley lines. And is that that
0: what pisses you off, I guess, is that they don't have to come up with the science for it because they're just using a term or a a concept that's been in sci-fi for a long time ago. Ley lines, do you know what that is? Yes, done. See ya. Just deal with it. And there's never, ever been any solution. It's like Mm. you can't
1: destroy ley lines. You can't close them. You can't do anything with them. It's just, oh, they're flaring up. We're going to use... And then in three weeks' time, Mm. they'll be fine and ley lines won't be a thing anymore. Yeah, right. Right, yeah, and I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, not about it, <laughs> not about it. Like, it could just just be science. Like these these this little ragtag team or whatever mm. that are popping through these portals. We've had portals before. Yep. Just just make it sciency. Make it some sciency future. If, I don't know if they're from the future or if they're from an alternate timeline or alternate reality or whatever. Yeah, just have them use some tech. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't
0: get into ley lines. <laughs> don't. Yeah. And I think what gets me with the, the group that's coming out of the the portals, I, I want them to be a little bit less... Hu- I mean, for all I know, they are humans that have been lost in space or something. But right now, we mm. don't know much about them. I mean, we know a nah. little bit about the guy at the end, but only because of his face. But Sarge. His, Sarge! Sarge! His, his like, makeup, uh, you know, inner makeup physiology might... Paint a completely different picture, but right now I'm seeing this guy who, as he comes out of the concrete wall, he's just a big like WWE wrestler-looking bloke with a big beard, and mm. I'm like, what's what's alien about you? And maybe nothing, Again, maybe he's not an alien, but I expect there to be some kind of physical differences. And then when the other two show up, the blonde guy and the woman, and the blonde guy, like even the the sense of humour that he's carrying around, I'm like, that's it. Just all seems very human maybe mm. you guys are but then when they say to he the blonde guy says to the woman at the end hey go create a distraction because all those shield agents were outside of the museum she's okay no worries pulls out a knife and just starts cutting her head open uh i'm like does it do you not feel pain the same way <laughs> so therefore you are not human you are some kind of alien but you're mm. too human to play that role for me at the moment and again we've got a whole season ahead of us shorter as it may be so they've been listening to us yeah yeah thank you i know <laughs> If only all these bloody shows that just take the same model, just give us a 13-ep season. You know? yeah. Give us two 13-ep seasons in the same year. Just give us a story that wraps itself up in 13 episodes. Mm. Or S.H.I.E.L.D., they'll probably still find a way to squeeze in two because yeah. that's just what they do. The issue I had was the actual brick wall itself mm. that they
1: came through. It did belong there. It was in the middle of a basketball court in a field. Oh. It was a big concrete yeah. wall with these two big, like, Triangular concrete piece on yeah. the inside to brace it because it's obviously a timber wall painted to look like concrete. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it's sitting at like the three quarter point in a basketball court. Yeah. Because it's like when he comes through and the little kid who's playing basketball falls down, you can see the little kid's fallen down on the half court, yeah. like the half yeah. court ring. What is that brick? Wall, what is that brick wall's purpose? Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah it okay. makes no s- and it the. <laughs> It's it's a tripping hazard with those big triangle yeah. things. Imagine if you're running around playing basketball and you've got these big giant triangle concrete wedges. It's in a city park. That's not that's not regulation. Makes no sense. No. Makes no sense. Yeah, so, so, yeah, that was purely just there mm. so that they could come through it and then easily pick up that wall yeah. and take it to Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I see you, Agents of Shield. I see you slacking off. <laughs>
0: Ming-Na gives you a lot of credit. Yep. But you're pushing it. <laughs> So, do we like where the others have picked up in season six? Because we have Quake, we have Simmons. They're out in that ship. We come back. We've got Mac. He's he's still director. He's calling the shots. We've got Yo Yo and May. You know, they're. I mean, May still kind of she's like some kind of authority. Yo Yo Mm. still looks like she's you know sort of underneath a little bit, but they're just doing their own thing. And yeah, I I it had. When I said it's fresh at the start of this podcast like i don't mean fresh and like this amazing oh my god there's a brand new show it just it's like oh we've again we've we've picked up a new season we're picking up a year after the events of last year and we're gonna mm. put all these characters in a different place i'm like okay cool this still feels like the same show but it's kind of kind of not i don't know it just i don't feel like it was a big enough episode one in a way when they've essentially come back from being Cancelled or nearly cancelled, or no, just didn't have this I big just, oomph. Like this is why we are here making this show. You I know? can
1: never keep track of their resources because one season they're everyone's okay with Shield, everyone knows Shield exists, yeah. and then the next season they're on the Lamb mm. and no, and they don't have any resources and they don't. have it. And then everything was destroyed, and then now that last season they found the lighthouse, mm. and that was kind of just a bunker, but now we've got at least four Quinjets yeah.
0: that are flying. And like, where did they come from? Who yeah.
1: made them? Where did they? Wh- who Where'd Who that... made
0: one into a deep space space vessel? That's well, that's capable the bus. Of...
1: That's the big bus. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, the yeah. bus under that the, that they've used whatever engines they made last year to put mm. that on there. And then, where did all the quinjets come from? And I, I, I kind of like and I don't like what they've done with Mac and Yo Yo. Mm. Like I think they've split them up just to give them something to do yeah, this yeah. season. to yep. you Because know, if they were together... Because like, we all know their are endgame. Those two are together
0: forever. like yeah. They're going to be. Well, I guess they're the new Fitz and Simmons where they were the will they or won't they for four and a half seasons. Yeah. Now they're married. It's just, well, will they or won't they find each other? But they're married. So yeah. you're right. We needed Ross but, and Rachel back again. But yeah, if after everything they've been through, if they
1: can't work it out and stay together, yeah. well, that I don't buy that. Yeah. So I get that they're doing that to, to just give them a little bit of meat through this season. Mm. And I kind of I kind of like the fact that I don't buy Mac as the head of shield yet. Yeah, okay. like they they're playing into that he's kind of feels like he's un, underprepared and yeah. he's always consulting. What I wish though is those Colson holograms, mm. I wish they were interactive and not just recordings. Yeah, I wish it yeah, was yeah. like a full interactive hologram yeah. that he could just like and that would be a cool way to bring Colson in mm. and just he's just Colson. Yeah. He's Colson up to a certain point in terms of memory and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like that would be cool. Yeah.
0: And he can just talk to him and get Which his we boss. know, in this universe that sort of technology would be possible. Totally. Yeah. I mean that was what people theorise at post end game. They go, Well, if Tony Stark dies, he'll have made a copy of himself and he'll be the new Jarvis and mm. you can still have Robert Danny Junior in the franchise, but as a voice actor for, you know, get him in for two days yeah. and pay him a couple of million well, there's dollars. There's a version you
1: know? of that in the comics. Yeah. Tony Stark's just, it's like, it's literally a, an Iron Man suit and the helmet comes off and it's like a holographic head.
0: Yeah, right. Like yeah. it's, yeah. It's... <laughs> and then, uh, so if that's the case, give him a bit of meat. Do you think then they rushed the idea that, you know, one, Mace says, hey, I know that you've got a thing going on with Let's that other bloke. piece. And then she confronts that bloke and goes, oh, by the way, uh, maze onto us. And I'm sure Mac will be too. Yeah. Cause he's smart. It's like, do you think maybe they should have let that breathe for an episode or two? Like, do we go, Oh, has she got a thing? Is she going to move on from Mac? Does she still like him before we go bang? No, no, this whole time she's been with this other bloke or is it smart in the 13 episode season to go episode one, she's had a new boyfriend and they're sneaking yeah. around.
1: if there hadn't been the year jump, yep. I'd be
0: like, oh, but Vicky.
1: because there's already been that year, mm. I like the fact that May's already picked up on it and she's like, oh, you, he likes you. they already banging. Yeah. Like I kind of, I think, yeah, I think for a 13-episode uh, season, that's a really cool way to just like hit the ground running. Yeah, And I did like that dude when he's like, he's like, yeah, Mac, Mac's a not a small man. Yeah. <laughs> I've got
0: too much respect for that guy. I'd, I love him. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like
1: him to find out the nice way because yeah. <laughs> he's also my boss yeah. <laughs> and could beat me into a sludgy paste, basically. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's no part of me that doesn't think that Yo-Yo and Mac will be back together by yeah. the end of the season. It's, yeah. It's just
0: a matter of, does that guy die or uh, yeah. that's probably where he's going. Cause at this stage, there's no reason for him to be a double agent and for him to betray them. So he's yeah. just probably going to have to die. I feel like
1: die. Piper seems to be the only safe one at the moment. She's mm-hmm. the only safe kind of like, you know, little shieldling. Yep. That can, that, you know, that's not going to get killed. I feel yeah. like she's safe for a, for, yeah. for a
0: little while at least. Yeah. Until we get to like her. Yeah, exactly. Until she becomes yeah. more of a mainstay. Because she's been around for like three and a half seasons, I want to say now.
1: Just popping in and out. Yep. In and out, now in and Now it's like, oh, you're
0: every out. episode for the last couple of episodes. That's dangerous yeah. territory for anyone outside of the main yeah. six.
1: But when they when they were kind of like, you know, doing their commando stuff out and about out, out there, I was like, oh, I still miss Bobby and mm-hmm. Hunter. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Yep really of all the things we can't get them back and then I'm like oh that's right Bobby's over doing Orville now Yeah, yeah, where she's kicking ass over there so yeah. I'm like ah it's a shame
0: yeah I think now I'm finally like yeah well I mean even though Hunter came back for that what one episode episode four last year yeah we finally found that's out right rewind or whatever it was a bit. Yeah. yeah that was so cool to see him come back I still had hope then. I'm like, oh, these guys could still come. One of them could still come back. And now, I don't know, just in this, again, a year later, they still haven't come back. It's like, what, because Russia mm. still care or whoever? Like, It's it's kind of a bit like the, it's the miniaturized version of the, we can't let the Avengers know Coulson's alive because it will destroy them. Yeah. You know, like that was their, that was their genesis. You know, that was their thing that pulled them together in the first Avengers movie it was like, do it for, for Coulson. Do it for him, right? And then after that, it was like we can't ever tell them because that was what brought them together. And I'm like, bitch, they've been through so much by now. You yeah. come in and go. Oh, Carlson's alive. It's like, who? What? Oh, that oh, guy. Oh, that guy. It's oh, fine. Wow. Okay, we've We're... literally had a civil war between us. We've fought robots that tried to like literally destroy all life on the planet. Yeah, and There's um, a bunch of us that are dead now. <laughs> yeah, like I think they would have been up until the snap, which is when we know Carlson died as well. They would have been fine. Like the the whole nature... Like like you said, we don't know where S.H.I.E.L.D. is in the greater MCU world. And maybe we don't need to. We just need to know where it fits in this show because in the greater world like no one knows no one ever talks about S.H.I.E.L.D. it got destroyed at the end of Captain America the Winter Soldier since then in the show they've been trying to rebuild it and it's a thing Mm. that gets judged in the media and you guys were bad and now you're good but no one cares about you because you're so small and you know um is it May's old teacher that she's bringing in to Oh, yeah, Dr. Benson. Dr. Benson to help grow, you know, a new, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy university type situation, Mm. which I like. It's like, you know, the new Jedi Academy and the Star Wars sequel trilogy. It's like we're trying to rebuild from having been destructed long ago. But I'm like, it just feels like That's only exists in the show now. And and that's why I feel like this show is, it's so new because it's finally like, hey, we're on our own two feet. And we know now, and we even knew at the start of when it really came out, season six, that they were only going to be season six and seven. And that's it. And by now, when we're talking, they've finished filming season seven. Hasn't premiered yet, but that show is done. Disney are coming out saying on Disney Plus, they've got all these other in-movie universe, definitely canon TV shows coming out and they're going to tie to the movies. They're going to lead into films. You're not going to be able to watch the movies without watching the TV shows because the Mouse House wants their money. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. are there going, man, we were here at the start yeah, and we we're here at the ages. end of all the other spin-offs. We survived all the Netflix shows. And still, no one cares about us. And I kind of, even though again, we've we've went through the ups and and many downs of this show, I've I've enjoyed sticking with it. And I like this show. And it's just like, man, you, I still feel like you didn't get the respect you deserved in a way. Like, because I found that first season, while until it found its footing, it was a bit funny, obviously. But then when it really nicely tied into Winter Soldier and was telling like another yeah. version of that story, I think
1: I think two and three yeah. were my favorites. Yeah, two and three were, were my favorite seasons. Yeah. And then yeah, four four was like a fresh start, mm. and it it was good. That and was Ghost Rider? It, yeah. That was season Ghost four, Rider, yeah. and that was good. But it kind of petered on a little bit too long, and yep. then it went into the framework, which sucked ass. Yeah, yeah, that was four too. Yeah, yeah, and then season five obviously had the really strong start of in space in the yep. future, all that kind of stuff. This season, this season opener didn't give me that same excitement as last seasons did. Yeah, you know that. It was so
0: different. It's just like yeah, yeah. you're right. It's like but it's all the pieces. same
1: sets. It's like we're still in that lighthouse set, and yep. we are still in a Quinjet, and we've still got the bus. The bus is just in space, but the sets all the same. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's missing Colson, and it's missing Bobby, and it's yeah. and it's missing Fitz, and yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But it was it was a weird ending. That's like we get that reveal of Sarge. It's like oh, that's Colson, but they're calling him Sarge, and he has no idea what's going on. That was the big reveal, and then they do that weird that weird. Shield, we're back in a moment. Yeah, and they come back for the stinger, and it's the real reveal of fit somewhere, mm. doing something engineering. You talking alienese or what? I'm like, oh,
0: couldn't that have waited till next
1: week? Yeah, couldn't, couldn't that have been the like the teaser for next week's episode? Like yeah. the little, the like the cold open. Yeah,
0: because I know I know how much you hate the. This show only exists to tease next week's stuff. You know, like that's yeah. obviously been a big thing. Well, I was going to say it's been a big problem with what you have with the DC shows, but I think only literally one of the DC shows actually does that. But it does feel like all of them do that. Like you, you, you end it. The title card comes up, and then it's like, no, no, no. But here's an out of context tease for next week that makes no sense. But we hope mm. that you come back for. I don't know. See, Arrow and Flash do that
1: at like the end of the third act. They finish the, the mm. episode, at the end of the third act. Yeah, you're then all- they start the next episode like in the fourth act. Yeah and then cut you off and then it's just like just tell one standalone episode yeah. the, the one episode that I can almost handle of Supergirl is where the episode finishes with them just sitting down eating pizza I'm yeah. like thank you Yeah, <laughs> you finished an episode yeah. <laughs>
0: thank you I know there was actually I think uh, and again I, I want to say that it's one of your problems wasn't there but another one was I'm pretty sure it was the mid-season finale no. um, of Flash and it was like Thanksgiving or something that that would time up well to when they would end or maybe it was a Christmas episode or something but they all sat down and they were sharing a meal together and it was a, the camera was outside the house peering through the window and then the focus pulled so that you were outside the house you're looking at the window and it went to black and I'm like hang on I was waiting for like a hand to come on the window yeah. or, or a flash or like something to go dark and it's like no no no, it just ended I'm like oh that was a bit anticlimactic because it was just one story and I'm not used to that with this show but uh anyway like you said more to talk about next week I want to get on something we haven't done in a couple of Marvel TV podcasts worth of time let's talk about The Gifted Complications is the name of episode three of season two, which was what we're talking about with the gifted, and uh, you can kind of tell why. There's a lot of shit going on. Everyone's got a lot of problems. They're Ooh. all like shield. They're in different areas dealing with their own things. Jacob to shield Mitch. Okay, sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I a lot
1: um, of Marcos backstory. Yeah, man. I'm about it. We like, hey, man. That dude can act. Man, he's good mm, mm. Like I don't think I've seen him In anything else No, I, I, d- think I don't of. think I have either Like yeah. I recognise Blair Redford He was yeah. You know And I recognise Jamie um, uh, Chung oh, not No, was not Jamie Chung I was, but... was, was going to say um, Polaris Oh yeah I recognise her She was in a um, Gilmore Girls spin-off show Bunheads
0: But yeah Fucking Marcos mm. Like I mean all that stuff With his dad at the start Was really heavy Yeah And, and I'm I like think That's what, full on Well you do get an idea Of him acting Because when you see him At the end of the episode Or most of the episode and how like emotional he is and he is this nice guy trying to do the nice thing and then you show the start where he is manipulative and deceptive and just mm. a commanding villainy that he, that he like when he gets out and talks to the nuns is like "Here, this is money for the church sister and that's all again that's in it that's in a, another language to us we're reading subtitles and Literally, i still yeah. feel what he meant by that and then you realize he's talking to his own father and I'm like yeah like yeah. there's there's a lot that he covered acting wise like, in that one episode in
1: hell mum was a mutant yeah. she's dead all this kind of stuff and I'm like whoa <laughs> and that's kind of what I really really like cuz I think normally I'm I'm a bit iffy about characters like Marcos in that we've got a bunch of characters that exist in the comics and they've created Marcos purely for this show mm. and I think the reason behind that is cuz they probably wanted to put in sunspot who you may remember from the future parts of Days of yes. Future Past. And they probably just went, oh, look, it's probably too cost prohibitive to <laughs> have him just ignite into, like, fire and lava. I mean, it didn't stop the CW with uh, Martian Manhunter. Yep. But, yes, yeah, so I think they kind of created Marcos and Eclipse. They could have that kind of cyclopsy energy beam thing, but they'd also have a little bit of... Because cy- Sunspot is kind of... he's a He's a South American character and has that kind of light, fire kind of powers. Mm. So I kind of... It it's all set up for me to not like Marcos because yeah. I'm like, what do they do? But I love him. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know where they his his all of his backstory. I don't know where they're going with him. And I just find the actor really compelling. Mm. I just find it so interesting. Mm. And Polaris in the comics and the cartoons has has a history of seeing a lot of guys. She's been with Iceman, she's she's been with Havoc, Cyclops' brother, you know, she's been a bit with Gambit mm. and like so it's like for her to be
0: with Marcos and have a key with Marcos, it's like I buy it. Yeah. I totally buy it. And I know we've spoken about it before, talking about the gift of not even this season, but the entire run is that normally I don't like when a show gives you a prologue and then you go, oh, okay, so this episode's going to be about this mm. and oh, here's this information so that later on when we throw back to it you go oh my god it was that thing I learned 35 minutes ago <laughs> you know where it should be something it's like oh my god was that three years ago oh my god this all makes sense and again this episode opens up six years ago outside of uh, you know wherever in Colombia, and it wasn't like this is going to be about his father it was about who he is because of his relationship to his father but it wasn't even just like hey we're just for that emotional kick it's like no 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 we want to give you something so that at the end of the year, you super nerds could go through and chronologically cut up his entire backstory. You Maybe super not- nerds meaning you? <laughs> yeah, they, obviously. <laughs> Maybe not A to Z. You're going to be missing a couple of letters there, but you could tell a good sequence and timeline and go, I know how he got from that first thing chronologically to the moment where he decided to go and fight for the, the, the underground, you know, the mutants and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, and I think I really felt for him in this episode too because of the way they seem to paint him and his relationship with Polaris, because I think it's been a long time since we've done a Marvel TV podcast, and I think if you were going to watch the show for the first time with this episode, or like me, having watched it for the first time in many, many months, had I forgotten what, not even broke them up, but what separated them, this episode would have me convinced that he was an abuser. Right? He's a deadbeat dad. Because they, the like the moment where they're like she's like, I I need Marcos here because his his powers will help. You know, it seems like weird and I know that jaundice is something to muck around with, and I've been there with two of my three kids. But like, it, where mutant babies are concerned, in this sort of show where like a, a where big problems can be, you know, entire story arcs. The fact that this baby was like unresponsive last week, it's like shit. Its mother can do this, and its father can do this. It's like oh, it's just got jaundice really bad you know not just but you know whatever keep Mm. your emails to yourself Um, again my kids had it's not fun but you can fix it with with good treatment they go we can't fix it with normal treatment we need we need its father all makes a great deal of sense and she was the one crying for it but then when she's talking to one of the triplets or maybe all three later in the episode she goes i you know what for my baby i I, you know what i think i can do it i think i can handle being in the same room as him for, for for 30 minutes and i'm like He's done shit to you. Right? You ran out on him as a pregnant woman about to give birth to his kid. What the fuck are you yeah. talking about going, you know what? Maybe I'll let him see his kid for the first time. I think I can handle that. Like, what the fuck, woman? It's like you're, you're the one that betrayed your best friends and the father of your, yeah. of your child
1: to leave and join up with literally the bad guys. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, and that's what shit me. And I know at the end where he was having the the mind powers of the, of the triplets, you know, sort of. Coerce him into whatever, and he fought against it. And then he yells out to her and he goes, "They are manipulating you. Be better, be stronger." And I'm like, "Okay, is is that? Does that explain why she was like that at the start of the episode?" But then, even while he was there, and she's like, "Yep." nice to yep nice to have you here if you and it's like she was having to hold herself back from just unleashing on him like he was this evil man that had mistreated her for years and she didn't want him there around her or around their child and everyone just were cautious around him like he was this evil evil person and I couldn't. I it actually made me itchy watching mm. it. I'm like, he's done fucking nothing. And it's like to they these people put
1: the blind like the hood on him so they can't see yeah. where he's gonna be. And it's like in normal shows, that's the flip side. Yes, that's like if the X Men needed Magneto's help, and they'd go and get yeah. him. They'd put a they'd put a balaclava on his head yes. and bring him into their secret lair. Like I love, I just love that that flip around. Yeah. yeah, it's so interesting, and it's and it's true what you're saying about Polaris, and it's like. There's all that and then there's those just these occasional little glimpses in her performance that I love where it's like, and she's almost a little bit embarrassed mm. about it all. She's like, she's so embarrassed that she's left him behind yeah. to do all this for their child and then it turns out the one thing their child needs is Marcos. Yeah. They literally, the kid's going to die without his light. Yeah. I was like, I, I kind of love that just awkward awkwardness of it. Mm. Little the little blonde kid, what's his name? The twin Andy. Andy yeah. He's the one that pissed me off with that when he was saying to Marcus, "It's like just be grateful you're here, dude." I'm like, yeah.
0: excuse me, <laughs> no, you <won't>. how dare? <laughs> <laughs> I you. I was thinking the same thing about him saying that line, but I really appreciated the way that he delivered it because when the the big boss lady came in and was like, "You know what, better than standing up to someone you don't like? Standing up to someone who you do like." And I was like, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no worries, yeah, uh, yeah, I can probably do that, probably do that for you." and then when he was there and and then Marcos is like I got this he's like let me see my kid enough with this bullshit telling me the rules and he's like well bro Marcos remember where you are you are lucky to be here and I'm like oh (laughs) motherfucker got some balls oh bitch what the hell but then I'm like yeah like he's just there he's just doing what he's taught like I sort of see him to a greater extent because of what he did in episode one where he went and got that burner phone and called his sister and that. But with Polaris, you're right. Like she, It's like she made this emotional call in the moment in the season finale last year. And then since then, she's sort of come to her senses a little bit. But she's too proud to go against yeah. that because she knows what she did was for the right reason. She maybe just didn't make the right call at the right time. So she's doing her best to stand by that. But then how much of it does come into play with the, with, with the triplets? How much are they yeah. influencing her? Or is it just yeah. moment to moment, in those weak moments where she wants to leave the compound and go find Marcos or give him a call that they just sort of subtly, without her knowledge, tell her, no, 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 you're okay.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if that'll be something to look out for moving forward because mm. typically the giveaway for the triplets when they're using their powers is their eyes glow. Yeah, So it's like, can they actually use their powers on Polaris without her knowing? Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. What yeah. they can do. but I did love that moment when Marcos is just like knocked two of them out, burn the arm on the one of them, and then he does, he gets that awesome like boss like I'm about to break this shit like march for like three steps before Reva just completely neuters him. Yeah, with her scream, i <laughs> well, I've he full like, back
0: for a while, and I'm like, oh shit, What's, is she gonna realize that she's not all powerful here? It's like no, no, no.
1: Yeah, no, she got that was best.
0: that was such a cool sequence. Yeah. I love that so much. And so then, obviously, the other side of the storyline uh, where we have the underground underground mutants yeah the the, Morlocks the Morlocks right so I'd forgotten that we were going to be introduced to them in this episode we did speak about it on our last uh, Marvel TV podcast but it's been a while so was that how you were hoping they were going to present them in this show, like as a live action interpretation? I'm guessing we haven't seen them really yet. I know there's like hints of it in the in X three, right? It was like yeah, their in X three there
1: was like you know the little the little pincushion guy yeah. and the fast chick and you know that sort of stuff. And then the third one was supposed to be Polaris, but never, uh, not Polaris. Was supposed to be Psylocke, but yeah. it totally wasn't. Mm. Yeah, these guys look great. They're just underground dwellers. I mean, mm. they
0: do have that mutant M scar that they're marking themselves with. Yeah, that was a. Crazy line. Sorry, just to, when he said that, he's like, "We're all down here because we don't, we don't look like humans. We can't blend in like you can, and we want to live our lives not trying to blend in. And those mm. of us that can blend in actually scar ourselves so that yeah. we don't." I was like, well, "Whoa, that, that's that big.
1: M is actually from the Days of Future Past storyline. Like you might remember the the, the, the X Men cartoon. Yeah. when Bishop comes back from the future, he has that M." Mm. Because in the future that's how the Sentinels mark mutants. Yeah. That's their mark. That's their equivalent of, you know, how Magneto in the in the first round of movies had his um Auschwitz yeah. tattoo serial number and stuff like that. They mark mutants that way. So it's interesting. It's different, but it's interesting the way it's like, yeah, so these Morlocks are choosing to mark themselves and Morlock mutants. It all works. They're mm. still doing that M. So it is a nice little touchstone to that. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's pretty obvious with this this art is it's they're going to be seducing Blink. Yeah. They're, he, like, he already said he wants it to be a spy or whatever. I think... By the end of the season It's going to be She's going to want to join The Morlocks Yeah She's going to want to Because if you think about it Of all the characters Of, of the main cast She's the one that doesn't Quote unquote Pass yeah. For human mm. With the hair And the green eyes And the little I mean she could You the know ears she, and stuff. she got The ears, ears And the little yeah. And the little um Line that's popped up Over mm. her eye And all that kind of stuff And it's And it's like, well, you know, we've been seeing that this season she is trying to pass more for human because Mm. she's putting on the brown contacts to hide her eyes and growing her hair to cover her ears and all that kind of stuff. So I think this arc for her is going to be her embracing the fact that she doesn't quote-unquote pass. Mm. And then again, that's another great social commentary for, you know, people of, there's that whole thing where people of colour like, oh, I pass as white. Mm. I'm I'm actually, you know, my my mother might be white and my father might be black, but I pass for white and things like that. And Native Americans have that very similar thing as well. Yeah. um, Where they pass for white, even though they actually have, you know, a mixed heritage. Mm. So I think that is a great little sort of um, touchstone to real world, Things that are happening, and it, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be Blink's arc is learning to embrace who she is mm. because I I want to see her get her darts like if you remember Blink from Days of Future Past, yeah, she was throwing darts to open portals, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe her embracing who she is is going to increase her power, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. going to be able to start throwing her darts and and
0: because that's the Blink I want to see,
1: yeah. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting
0: for me. They did I don't know if they quite sold what she was being asked to do within the context of at least the story. Yeah, what, what's, what's spying on them for what? Because, like, I, I like that they're not enemies. They're just like, hey, look, you, you're a mutants up there, okay? Mm. You're doing your own thing. We're not interested in whatever you guys and the X-Men. Oh, yeah, the great X-Men. They're so awesome. Well, look at us. We're still down here because we have to be. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, We're just down here, we're living our own lives, we don't have to blend in, they don't need to know we exist and she said, Well, okay, you still gotta argue though, what we're doing is for a good cause And he's like, Sure but the humans don't accept you, they tolerate you. And what mm. do you tolerate? You tolerate things you hate. And I'm like, wow, that's a really that powerful, powerful line. That yeah. was powerful, Because you can go, oh, no, I'm, I, I tolerate these things. It's great. You're like, hang on, break down that word. You don't accept it. Accept it is grabbing it and bringing it closer. Tolerate is not pushing something further away, just leaving mm. it okay as it is. And I like that line, but it wasn't like he was there saying, well, we're against humans and mutants. We're just, humans don't like us and we're just down here because we just can't be bothered with the whole Civil War thing. But then he said, "Oh, you know what? You can do for us. Sure, you can. Yeah, you can keep yeah. an eye. On the hu- I thought I I got it sold to me. Was that keep an eye on the human side of stuff, basically? Ah. Keep an eye, on, or, or rather, he. I oh, know he said keep an eye on the uh, uh, above ground. What was the actual? word? did he say? Above ground. It was something. There was some I word. Think it was so yeah. Yeah. I just remember him saying spy. Like yeah. she's like she's like she you, said, you, you want you me spy to be for a spy. You. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Well, what's what are they going to gain by spying on the mutant underground? above ground you know what what are what are the underground what are the morlocks going to game Yeah about? I mean up so, until
1: up until a couple of hours ago we didn't even know the morlocks existed Yeah so a what difference they're not
0: clearly the mutants aren't out to hurt other mutants right so yeah. the morlocks don't have to worry about the mutant underground the mutant underground again like you said didn't even know the morlocks existed until a couple of hours ago they don't yet have any reason to worry about them cuz they're going to stay in the sewers so, really, the humans are the only people that both parties have to worry about. So, I took it as, oh, well, keep an eye on the whole human thing for us. And she's like, oh, you want me to be a spy? Yeah. Cut to the next scene where Johnny's like, oh, what did he ask you? She's like, oh, no, we were just talking about, you know, cooking and stuff. You know, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, why wouldn't you tell him? Like, I just didn't see that as being such a, this is what I want yeah. you to do and this is going to be and it's a like, secret. Well, they're you know?
1: all on the lam on hiding anyway. Yes, so what
0: could she tell them About the humans Yeah Like Yeah I just I just don't see Why she needs to mm. At this stage Why she needs to keep That secret And that isn't the whole Johnny. point Of
1: the Morlocks Is they don't They don't care about What's going on up there Yeah So why Yeah that whole But you're right We introduce he... them
0: As the people that don't care And that scene yeah. ends with him it's Going like, let it's me like know Because I care about It's like the Morlocks it. Look at us
1: The way we look Like we as the X-Men Look at the Brotherhood yeah. I feel like the X-Men Are in the middle going We just want to all get along Yeah the Brotherhood are like and Magneto are like we want to own you all we mm. we don't just want to accept us we want to rule because we are better than you yeah and then the Morlocks are like the absolute antithesis of that being like we're not interested yeah we're our own thing we don't want to mess with like so I find that really interesting yeah. but yeah I, I, I don't know why he would want her to spy yet mm yeah uh, yeah it's an odd one and I'm not the eye patch is a bit weird like I know I've, I'd never heard of Erg before until. Uh, this episode, like, mm. or when they mentioned him last week or whatever it was, and and so I've never heard of that character before. So I looked him up a little bit, and it appears to be a quite a um accurate representation. Yeah, right. Like with the eye patch, because that's kind of where his power comes from. Mm. He's apparently very much like Bishop in that he kind of can absorb energy mm. and refocus it, but it just comes out of one eye. Mm. So I'm like, <laughs> okay,
0: all right, sure. Cyclops is jealous,
1: pretty much. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're interested to see where that goes. And then the other storyline, the first half you definitely aren't a fan of because it's Agent Turda, but at least for me, he had a connection to a main storyline that we do give a shit about, which is the Von Strucker family. Like, um, up until this point this season, Turda's just been doing his own thing, sort of like can I come back into the story yet? Can I come back into the story yet? <laughs> and no, that's what it was. Go the, away. That's what it was at the start when he you know just showed up at the cops and he's like come on let me, let me I'm a crazy guy I've got theories. It's like that cop was right to tell you to piss off. Like yeah. yeah yeah mate we'll have a look later. But then when he does get involved and he does find the struckers and and does try to you know give it a little bit of chase. It's like, "Oh, cool. okay, you you're back." Obviously at the end they kick him out again, but so we got him and then you actually got the strucker thing, which another thing we weren't that keen on come the end of last season and so far we have not got a big taste of it what was the husband and the father getting powers and at least we see a little bit more of that and we're taking a step because we don't have him keeping it a secret from more people for mm. another episode or another two episodes because that shit gets old really quick so at least his da- daughter found out accidentally and then he she had a tr- great scene in the car yes. when
1: she's talking about the party and yeah. and everything that happened there i'm like I was, I was hooked I yeah. was just I could not look away I was hooked for that whole thing
0: yeah yeah you're right because that, I mean, that's a very human conversation she was it was just a teenage thing and there was a sexual assault there it had nothing to do with being a obviously being a mutant that was where she maybe have developed her powers where she found them and other than that it was a daughter telling her dad a really scary story mm. about being a young vulnerable woman with dickhead blokes around so yeah i really like that too and it was a nice way for her to teach him a lesson and yeah because she's like
1: you told me you'd you'd save me from them them being the mutants and then she's a mutant and now he's a mutant and it's all it's It's amazing how far they've come in like 18 months yeah 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 it's yeah yeah super interesting and uh, this was a cool example of his powers i like the way it's just like just the gear stick and the and the steering wheel just kind of crumbled under his hands
0: i was like That looked that looked really cool. Yeah, and when you compare it, I guess, to the each of the twins' respective powers, like obviously she's got the the bubble, whether they be force fields or whatever. And then obviously the son, Andy, he's got like not so much energy blasts, but you know, he's he just kind of rips a lot of impact and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then old mate's got like the the melty hand. So I mean, God, do they all three get together? A little, uh, little Trinity of uh, von oh, Strucker yep. powers, oh, and, and go toe to toe with the triplets. Oh, God damn. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. It. I mean, we are three episodes in, so there's a little bit more to chew on than certainly Agents of Shield episode one. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking where this is going. It's just a shame that obviously by now we know that the show is don't say it, Mitch. Don't okay? say it.
1: Mitch. I won't. Don't. I won't. I can't. I won't. <laughs> Although I did send you something the other day. They keep updating. The Facebook page, yeah,
0: like the gifted Facebook page, just will throw up a new banner, a new profile picture, and I'm like, don't toy with me, don't toy with me like that. I tell you what's been toying with me. I know I sent you a, a a fan art. Um, at least version of a poster for Spider-Man 3 and it was like this would be the perfect way to reintroduce mm. Daredevil into the MCU and it's like oh that would be fun oh my god imagine if that you know Netflix Marvel hero was in a Sony film then he's not really in the Marvel films but he is and blah and I just love Ch- I don't want to lose any of that Marvel co- I mean okay, Iron Fist maybe but the rest <laughs> of it I don't want to lose any of them um, hell I could use Iron Fist if they are going to use him
1: in a different way hey if, if they if they just get rid of Iron Fist and Luke Cage and let them do Heroes
0: for Hire yeah. Yes, combo exactly. I'm down with that. Marvel, am totally down with that? Disney Plus. We have got a Winter Soldier and Falcon. Give us some. Give us a Heroes for Hire business. Yeah. You know? But the other, there was an article I read the other day, and then they they quoted in there a, a tweet and blah blah. It went out to, you know, it's a big tedious thing that there are people like there is a Figgy out there that has said that you know, he loves Charlie Cox and he would loved. Of course, he's going to sell the right things. But I'm like, again, not to give you hope about the gifted maybe being brought back to life. Separate to the MCU, maybe, but with Disney now that they own them, also want you know. God, give me Charlie Cox, give me John Bernthal as the Punisher, give me Jessica Jones back in there. Kristen Ritter, I want. She has said she would love to come back and play that character again. Again, you're yeah. saying things that we expect you to say. So whether mm. you mean them or not, but well,
1: who's Polaris's half sister? Exactly, Elizabeth know. Olsen. Yes, getting her own show that's premiering soon. Does with that, Vision.
0: Does that work? Do you think? Can they? Can they make it work where, and this is more of a Daredevil skewed question, but it's coming from a place of they could do the same maybe with The Gifted. But I think about while the Marvel Netflix shows were connected to the MCU, they were connected less so than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. even. And that's saying something, Mm. especially the last couple of seasons. But they were in that world. But the movies never referenced them, so there's nothing to say that, that that whole continuity of them can just be, like, scratched. And that's, like, an alternate universe version. If we love, and if Kevin Fargy and everyone else loves Charlie Cox as Daredevil, and they want to use Daredevil, even as a sparing side character, hell, just as Matt Murdock for the time being, yeah. can they put him in as Charlie Cox and go, this is just a different version, you know? This is a different... It's the same actor playing the same character, but a different version in our universe. That other show, those are different continuity. And then maybe it's not as dark. You know, you can use Daredevil in a Spider-Man show. I mean, I say that because I really want Wilson Fisk back and Vincent D'Onofrio. Can you imagine a movie with Charlie Cox, Tom Holland, and Vincent D'Onofrio? You imagine they have to team up, right? Yes, there's there's Lloyd. But then again, if we follow the continuity. Kingpin's already been out of jail he's like broken the rules of his of, of his parole or whatever you know he's been sent back to jail he knows Daredevil's identity and all that I almost don't want to use that because then I don't, I don't know I, I kind of want I don't know what I want I just want them in there We well, just
1: but, want more Carly, Charlie Cox I do so I want Charlie Cox
0: and Vincent D'Onofrio and I want to see them interact with people I'd love to see yeah your Spider-Man inter- mm. interact with the Human Torch and then he also knows Daredevil and all this other shit but I'm just talking like a real fanboy now I just want all my toys in the same sandbox Man, I, can, I can see
1: Polaris and Scarlet Witch Like to me they look like they could be related they could be yes. half sisters
0: but is that the same thing do you bring Polaris in but then do you have to carry with her and with that actress do you have to carry the continuity and the canon of The Gifted when it was his own show I hope so you think you could what you can think you can bring in the continuity of the gifted into the MCU as oh, it is, or do you I think guess, they have to? I guess
1: no. If if we are going to see X Men in the MCU, yeah. I guess not. Yeah. Um. But they're already going to have to figure out a way because Magneto is Scarlet Witch's father. If they yes. are going to bring the the mutants and X Men into the MCU, yeah. I mean it's fairly easy to say. Oh, okay. Well, the people that that Scarlet Witch thought were her parents weren't her biological parents. Yeah. That's that's an easy fix, yeah. but it's the Infinity Stones giving her and Quicksilver their powers. Or did it just awaken yeah, the powers that already within easy them? Thing. That's that, the easiest way to do it. Is it too many,
0: too easy convenience hits where it's like, yeah. oh, um, yes, uh, you, your parents were actually other people and it was Magneto and, oh, you didn't just get given these powers by the by the mad German with the stick. You always had them and it awoke them. Um, so now you, you're much more like that comic book version of yourself. Okay, bye, see ya. Bye. Like, I, I want all that to happen just because, mm. again, I want all this shit happening at once. I'm I'm my age now, I want all this to happen in front of me. You know? <laughs> I want to enjoy this for the next 10, 15 years too, as I go into my mid-40s, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I don't think it can all happen. But again, I don't want to I I don't want to watch the next 10 episodes of The Gifted and go, okay, well that was it. They were really building to something, and because mm. of outside forces, their studio got bought by another studio. That just has to end. And same with Marvel Netflix. Just because Disney Plus were developing their own TV shows of their characters Netflix somehow like Netflix cancelled it What I don't know whatever happened yeah. there but somehow Netflix got rid of very successful shows when Disney Plus were getting their own streaming service and it's it's outside forces it wasn't because these characters don't deserve to be in there It's they're all good enough to play in the same box but They're not allowed to, so we as fans are left to do what you're saying. You want to see the current Polaris actor act alongside Elizabeth Olsen Uh. as half-sisters. I want to see Charlie Cox come back as Daredevil, even if he is a different version of Daredevil. I don't want to see Mm. Wilson Fisk played by Vincent D'Onofrio as a less antagonizing villain as he was in Daredevil, but you can't have that in a Spider-Man movie or even a current MCU movie because he's too bloody and violent to be in the M-rated MCU, mm, so that's true. Yeah, there's there's not going to be any like heads exploding in car doors in a
1: in a Tom Holland movie, is there?
0: No, and you know what? My my, my brother Link still hasn't watched any of the Marvel Netflix shows, and I keep really? saying, yeah, I keep saying, like, he keeps saying to me, oh, you got to watch this movie, you got to watch this movie with me. And I'm like, you got to still watch Daredevil. <laughs> it's just that thing. Like when he leaves at the end of the night, it's like, oh, you you watch Mandalorian tonight? Sure, we should have watched Daredevil. Ah, oh, we should have watched this movie that I want to watch. I kind of just want to sneak him to the side and go pull up Netflix and go. Wait, just watch the end of episode four of season one of Dead Evil, yeah. where Kingpin literally squashes <laughs> a guy's head with the car door, and I am like, yeah. "This is this show." Don't look at this and go, "Oh, it's the Ben Affleck two version of mm. Dead Evil." It's not that; it's better. <laughs> so, please watch it with me. But hey, we'll, we can we can I live in hope. Bring him over with the. I got the
1: DVDs. I got the season one and two DVDs for Dead Evil.
0: Yeah, I wonder if I could pull him over that way. Uh, he's, he's, he's going very um, very streaming, very yeah, very he's digital. He? He's getting rid of a lot of physical media. He's mm. leaving us behind, Maddie. Here we are just with stacks and stacks of room Bloody taken millennials storage. God damn it, everyone wanting to minimize. <laughs> makes so much <laughs> sense, doesn't it? All right, we'll be back uh, next. Marvel TV podcast to talk episode four of The Gifted and episode two, Window of Opportunity of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, episode four of Gifted. Outmatched. Oh shit! Because that's what Shield
1: is when (laughs) it comes to Shield being gifted. And the other one makes
0: a lot of sense for us because uh, we also do the Get Into Gate podcast. A window of opportunity is a great episode of Stargate SG One. So go over and check out that podcast. Otherwise, check out all of our old movie reviews, trailer reviews, Marvel TV, and if you go back far enough, DC TV chats because we haven't done them for a long time because everyone (laughs) else except for me gave up on the shows. Here I am. One of us. One of us. I won't be one of you. Yeah, I'm on a lonely island by myself watching TV. Just go back through on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to Get Into Gate podcast. Follow us on the social media pages as well. Hit us up there and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week talking more Marvel TV with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and The Gifted. Matty, thank you, mate. I'll see you next week. I'll be here. Get Into Geek.